You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. tuning into this episode of the black girl nerds podcast my name is jamie and this episode is hosted by ryan we are excited to bring to you this incredible episode featuring actress mignon who is currently starring in the hit bet series by none other than tyler perry called sisters this series is fantastic if you have not checked it out already please do Mignon is an actress that is currently on her way up in Hollywood. She is starring in the second season of the series that's currently airing. And the show was actually the top cable series with black audiences with 3.8 million viewers across all viewing. Mignon stars as the fearless Daniela Danny King and is a fan favorite. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today is all about that girl chat, all about needing that good, good group of friends with you, those sisters with you, because it is season three of Sisters are premiering. By the time you listen to this episode, actual date is June 9th on BET. And, you know, you need that friend that's going to always be honest with you no matter what, no matter where you at, and also can do a good background check on social media. Like, we know we need that for some of these men sometime out here. So my guest with me today <laughs> knows a little bit about that. Mignon is joining me today. Mignon, how you doing? How's everything going? How you feeling? Hey, y'all. I'm good. I'm honestly, I'm doing pretty good. I have to say, I can't complain. That was my dog yawning in the background. He loves to make noise as soon as I want to fun with people. But what kind of dog? What kind of dog do you have? He's a spoiled, rotten Bichon, white furred. Oh no! Oh my yeah. goodness! Oh goodness! I just well. told him today he got some white male privilege because he's a boy too. So I'm like, you have <laughs> your white privilege self. <laughs> That is, oh, but see, we still love it though. We got to have a little doggy yawn on the, on the podcast. It's good. It works. It works. <laughs> All right. So tell me, can you share for everybody? Cause you have such an interesting story. And I want to always want to start with this for people that are listening, you know, that are trying to figure out how to get their shot. You know, maybe they're giving up on it. Will you tell us how you got the role of Danny? Cause you were so good in this, by the way, have me live laughing every episode, no matter what. So how did you get, how did you end up with this role? I ended up with this role with um, a lot of faith, a lot of scrappiness, and a lot of grace and a lot of favor. Um, I've I've wanted to act for as long as I've known, even before I even fully understood the concept. Um, I knew it was what I was supposed to do, and I 
but I mean, you know, I put that on pause for quite some time because life happens and um, you can start believing, you know, you, your ego gets formed and during that time you learn limiting beliefs and then all these things happen to kind of reinforce those limiting beliefs, yada, 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 psychology, psychology. Um, but then I finally kind of rewoke up or reawakened to my dream and um, uh, just really went through the gauntlet, uh, went to film school, but it really didn't wake up until I was a few years after um, made my own short film, you know, one, it won Best Director at the Atlanta Women in Film Short Film Showcase. It, um, and then even still after that, more, more acting classes left uh, my mom's house, even though I had left my mom's house before that, I kind of went back and forth from LA to Atlanta. And then the last time I left Atlanta and went to LA, I just kind of really went through the gauntlet. That's really kind of what prepared me for um, getting the role of Danny. And it wasn't, it wasn't acting classes that prepared me. It was really just going through enough struggles that builds confidence. If you want to build confidence, by the way, go through struggles. So many of us resist struggle. We resist pain. Um, but it's really there that you see what you're made of. And once you can survive couch surfing and sleeping in your Kia Soul for one night. And, That's a Kia Soul. Um, I love it. Yeah, the Kia Soul. Uh, That's a good car, though, by the way. That's a good car. Great car. I actually miss it sometimes. Um, gray Kia Soul to a black Kia Soul. With the nice. side mirror hit off with the windshield with a lightning strike <laughs> or a tree branch or something crack in it um just you when you go through enough crap you kind of get this confidence that's not um dependent on your looks or even your skills um and so I saw the posting on actors access people ask all the time this is a very practical answer get an actors access account man like people will like not even be on actors access and they're like Hey, Mignon, I want to be on a Tyler Perry show. Do you? Okay, get an actor's access, bro. Get a headshot. Get an actor's access account. Anyway, I saw that. And that never happens. I've never had representation I, until recently. And so I was my own manager agent and I was a talent. So I was submitting myself every day, multiple times a day. And I saw, you know, TPS Studios put this uh, leading role up. And like series regular, I was like, oh, this got to be mine because this never <laughs> happens. Like you like series regular for a, a major studio and it was going to be on BT. I was like, this is not a thing. I was like, this right. got to be. Because if I don't have an agent or manager to see the other stuff, like the stuff that Hulu puts up, the stuff that, you know, HBO and Showtime puts up, if I don't have that access and this is what I can see, then this is what I can go for, you know? And so I got really scrappy with my IMDb program. (laughs) um, And then I just did some faith moves type things. Like after my cousin graduated in DC, I just went to Atlanta. I was like, I'm gonna just be here in case they ask for an audition, I'm gonna just be here. And I, I did that. And then they did ask me to put a tape on. I was like, oh my gosh, so this is mine. And then I didn't hear anything. So I was supposed to go back to LA and then 
the day before I'm about to fly out, they're like, no, you can't leave. We need you for a callback. I was like, this is fine. Oh my God. And so I stayed for the callback, flew American. They were not trying to give me no money back, like, whatever. And then, um, <laughs> and then I did another callback like, a little while after that. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. The Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. I have a new favorite Star Wars collector's item, and I'm wearing it right now. It's my Grogu ring from Enso Ring's new Star Wars collection. Enso Rings are high-quality, 100% silicone rings that come in many different styles, from classic looks to their new Star Wars collection and everything in between. There are six Star Wars Enso Rings, each representing a character— the Mandalorian, Darth Vader, Grogu, R2-D2, C-3PO, and Stormtrooper. You can buy your favorite or get them all in a limited edition collector's box. I got Grogu. That is my personal favorite. Comes in this beautiful iridescent pale green color. And I absolutely adore and love this ring. And look, Enso rings work for every lifestyle. Keep your ring on at the gym while traveling, doing chores, even in water. They're durable, flexible, comfortable, not to mention safer than traditional metal rings. They naturally conform to the shape of your finger, won't catch on surfaces like metal rings can. And all Enso rings are made here in the U.S., Order Enso Ring's new Star Wars collection today for the Star Wars fans in your life. Go to EnsoRings.com now. That's E-N-S-O Rings.com. And get free shipping with the code Star Wars. That's EnsoRings.com. That, that is so cool. I wanted you to tell that because it was just so many like different angles and weaves throughout this story. And also oh, yeah. the management, like people, I feel like a lot of people think like they see you guys doing the Tyler Perry, you know, series on BT and they're thinking, oh, they got a massive team that brought them to Tyler Perry and they did this, nope. and they did that. You know what I mean? So I think it's so cool for people to be able to hear that story and you guys would be cool mm -hmm. enough to share it. Oh yeah. I mean, like even now I, I have my, it was just me and my lawyer for a minute. Then I started working with one agent. He was crazy. So, and I mean, and this is after I got on the show. Right. And now I'm working with someone and, you know, we're trying things out, uh, you know, but I mean, just like anything in this industry, representation is trial and error too. Like it's not, you know, nothing's guaranteed. I mean, you hope you find the right team. Some people are great, but they're not great for you. Like I said, that agent was acting crazy. Like, it's not that he's not great. He just wasn't great for me, you know? So exactly, yeah. that's something I want people to know too. Like, even once you hit a certain level, you still have battles. You still have to like, you know, fight for stuff. I remember not to go too far into the tangent, but Halle Berry was talking about how she had to audition for that movie, Things We Lost in the Fire, or she was trying to, she either had to sit down with the producer and the director and like convince them that she could do that part. And this right. is after she had won the Oscar for Monsters Ball. So, mm -hmm. I mean, especially for black women, it kind of don't end. Like we, we steadily proven to people, but hopefully you're done proving to yourself, but yeah. 
Well, listen, I hope you done proven after this. Cause let me tell you something. Danny is the funniest person. <laughs> like, I'm like, you have to be, I would have thought you would have, you, I don't thought you would have started your story with like a stand up gig or used to do comedy or something like that. <laughs> I thought you would have started with, because I cannot believe, like, are you ever looking at the script and you're like, Oh, y'all want me to say that? Are you ever shocked about it? Is it like third season? You're kind of getting every, used to it. Every time. No, you don't get, you, you don't <laughs> get used to it. No, you don't. He, he, I just realized like TP, um, each of these characters are a piece of him. Right. Mm-hmm. And Danny is just that part of himself. That's just like, I'm going to tell the truth unabashedly. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's what she is. The no filter version of the truth. It's like, she is what, I, the rest of our thoughts look like but unfortunately she says it out loud <laughs> yeah but it's so you know I mean? yeah, it's like unfortunate unfortunately because it's like you need to hear it because that's what everybody's thinking but she right. has the guts to be like look right. I don't care where we at I know this is a bad moment but you need to know this like right now like no matter what happens you need to know the truth right that's the thing that's what's so hard because as the actress who plays her you know Danny is a part of me and so I'm, I'm constantly fighting for her point of view and her perspective and her truth and for her to be agreed with, for her to be seen and heard and me to be seen and heard as her, you know? And it can be so hard sometimes and frustrating sometimes because it's like, I know how to articulate this, but she doesn't get to and it's, yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that a little bit, too. I'm curious, um, and I know you guys got probably got ironclad contracts, so I know you can't tell us too much about season three, but are we going <laughs> to get any of her background? Uh, like, are we going to get any more of, like, her kind of, I maybe a little bit more of her upbringing? I think she's kind of mentioned it maybe time to time, and you can kind of tell there's something there, but do you do you ever want to explore that more with her? Absolutely. Uh, that's, but, you know, that's my work as, as an actor, right? Um is because she is comedic and because it is absurd comedy at times it's which absurd comedy is one of my favorite comedy. um <laughs> or over the top she's not always it's not absurd as much as it is over the top and um that's my job as an actor is okay grounding that in truth and um making it real even though it seems unreal for anyone to actually say that in the moment but right it but so that's my work but I mean season three a part of her past does emerge I can say that oh I like that so we like anytime that Danny's gonna be thrown off a little bit because we just we we leave sometimes when you're in that emotional roller coaster you need that laugh relief <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Danny provides that even though although we know there's a serious side of Danny we know she has some stuff that she admits you know from past season that she's working on she's trying to work on it yeah but we do like yeah. that, like, I like that different side of her than the rest of the ladies that kind of, she kind of brings that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the thing about Danny that she's truthful across the board, even with herself. Danny, Danny is under no illusion, even when it comes to her, herself, like, um, and, and everyone else. Like, some people, can, you know, some characters, you know, they're in a, they're a little in denial, right? But, like, Danny's like no I'm jacked up and I know it but you jacked up right here with me you know what I mean like and I think that was you know the season two that was her issue with Preston's like what do you mean you're trying to help me 
like you bust into people's apartments without <laughs> like twice, twice. And that's the thing that can be really frustrating sometimes again <laughs> as the actor is like the audience forgets that. Like people will talk about how Danny's going flying off the handle. It's like, y'all realize he's come into her house without permission twice. Yes. Twice. Yes. Like, and that's supposed to be normal. That's okay. But oh, because he's cute and sweet. That's all right. I'm like, ain't that the norm. But, <laughs> but yeah, like that's, that's, you know, that's my, my work with, you know, with the privilege of, you know, bring her out in need, you know? Have you got, I'm curious, have you got any feedback, um, you know, with the, with the Danny and, um, and Preston relationship and just kind of like, you know, work. Cause she, like, what I do love you mean? The way, like crowd feedback? Yeah. Or just like, um, you know, the way you guys tackle, you know, even just even the difference in race, the way you guys tackle it is not a thing where you have to harp on it, but you guys mention it a little bit, keep it moving. Yeah. Them talking about, you know, they use the word help because Danny gets very like, don't you tell me that it's something I need to fix and that you're going to help, that you're going to do yeah. it for me because I can um, do it by myself. Yeah, it's really nuanced, right? Like, like there's one episode where, you know, the, you know, the pot where he, like, you guys couldn't see the chain, but as mm-hmm. a, the, the prop team, they had like an industrial, like F-250 chain wow um that the handcuffs were connected to and then he comes with her with the pot and again me the actor was like I knew I knew that people were going to say she was overreacting and I have to admit that that is one of that's one regret that I have is not fighting more for her perspective in that moment because I was just like it's so important for a black woman not to be wrong in this scenario Mm, because even if it's a big response it's a very real history and I just really wish that I don't know I, I I don't know hindsight being what it is I mean there's there's so many variables so there's nothing you know I don't have like a hard and fast thing but I really wish that that was something that, I mean, because our audience is Black women and Black women were even like, yeah, yeah like yeah. that was really off, but Danny is overreacting. They're always on Preston's side. They're always <laughs> on his side. It drives me nuts. Um, every <laughs> once in a while, there's somebody that's like, yeah, he's not tripping like this girl was just in the airport. She could have told her that I was going to see, I'm going to see you tonight at dinner. Right. And this is the right. next day after racist brothers have accosted her at work and then physically abused him that he's at her house he needs shelter and then the very next day this sister is in her house without her permission yeah and again people were like Danny's tripping and I'm just like oh my gosh like I again like as the actor I'm like this I mean, I want the audience to think what they want to think. You know, you as a storyteller, I feel like, you know, you tell the stories you want to tell, but you can't tell people what to think, you know? Right, it's, right, it's, yeah. You, you, you lay it out there, you do your job. But, and it could just be personal for me because again, Danny's a part of me. It's not me performing. It's me transforming and coming into a kid, like stepping like waking up this part of me and it, which wasn't too hard to do. Danny is like me circa high school. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like first part of college probably all of college. Um, I, 
so it's I'm just really fighting for her point of view and her perspective and so it's just like it can be super super duper frustrating because some of the stuff that she's quote unquote wrong about I'm like she's not wrong like this yeah. is this is something that should have been talked about but because Danny is not an effective communicator which go is a lesson mm-hmm. in and of itself yeah. like communication is such a powerful tool because you can be right but if you say it the wrong way it, it doesn't matter and which again is so poignant because there are things Preston does need to understand and it would behoove Danny to become a better communicator so that he can understand these things like like particularly with the pot the piston he said his sister explained it to him like why was it his sister that made him understand and not be right you know right so it's just it's just stuff like that that's you know I guess that process through but you know for me they love him they're on his side yeah they will yeah yeah Preston will kind of pull it in for me though I think for what I what I thought about Danny was especially when you're talking about black women she's very strong and able to get herself out of these different situations right so when she's Mm -hmm. showing that vulnerable side and it's like well I need you to understand my side of the situation everybody's like well no 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 she's got to be overreacting about this right like it can't be affecting her Mm -hmm. like that that's how it felt to me after watching her for a while because you is and then you kind of see but for me I can see you acting in the layers coming down where it's like Mm -hmm. man something you know something is getting to Danny it's not right right now you know even when you have all the women coming together something doesn't feel right you know it's something that she wants to say but it's like everybody's like well hey you know she's got it to get you know she's tough she can figure this out she doesn't need you to kind of break down those walls you know what I mean yeah I mean I think I mean it just depends. I guess I think there are a lot of people who do understand, you know, like you're saying, like you see the layers and the processes that she's going through, which thank you. I appreciate that because <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> trying to bring that um, to it because on paper, you know, it could be just that simple. But, you know, I it's just so important for me that she's understood you know that I'm understood as Danny and so um yeah I think you know to the question you asked a second ago like I think knowing more about her background would help um but this show is just so present it's just one of these things that there's so much happening in here and now that we don't do a ton of flashbacks you know we don't do a lot of um exposition Right. It's just, hey, this is what's happening, and this is what's happening right now. <laughs> and so we, we as the storytellers, kind of do that that legwork for the audience, and so the audience can just pick up on, like, what what I do love is when I see the why. Like, why is Danny so upset by this? Mm, yeah, at least it's a question, right? Um, right, because you know, yeah, like she. She has she has a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, she says to him, like, you know, I grew up in Detroit. I went to school in the South. And just part of the backstory I have for her is kind of similar to my my own. So, you know, growing up in the South, going to school, and Danny being as smart as she is, I just believe Danny was like that girl who had a scholarship to the really good school. And so she was kind of an outsider there as well, you know. 
right. she's always kind of dealt in these situations really well. But yeah, I don't like know. It. It's, it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. And I can't wait. Like in the trailer, she's picking up a, her kind of meditation. So I can't wait to see if she's evolving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she could be evolving to a different meditation. You guys don't know. If you check out the trailer, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, well, I mean, the first step is being self-aware. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Danny's definitely at, there's like unconscious, there's like, like you know, there's, I take, there's, there's a life coaching course I've been taking, and there's like these four phases to it, Aww. where there's this unconscious unawareness, oh yeah, unconscious unawareness, and it's like when you got problems and you have no idea what they are. Right. And then there's like the next level is like conscious. Um, it's like you're aware, but you're inept still. And then there's like a conscious practice where you become where you are becoming more adept. And then there's like an unconscious adapt adeptness where you're you've put it so into practice that you now are just operating. That's your that is now your baseline where you don't have to work as hard at it. And so Danny's at that place of awareness, but she's still inept. And so which is, you know, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's getting that. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that she's, and you know, she's not going to be perfect. And I think that's what everybody probably draws to, that they're going to be ready for in season three to see what else, you know, she's yeah. bringing to the table, what she does next. Um, Let me ask you about this, though. Speaking of the pace and the way you guys flow, we're talking like 22 episodes, y'all in a bubble. Mm-hmm. What was that like? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. The episodes that you guys put out. Yeah, that's, I mean, season two, season three, um, we were in a bubble both times. Um, it's insane. Um, you know, hey, I, I, that's why I love when people give us feedback and they tell us how much they love the show because it makes the insanity worth it. You know, it's like, we'll do it all again right, yeah. for you guys. You know, we do it all again. Like it's what we do. It's our job as storytellers, and um, like in a bubble or not in a bubble, story like filming can be a stressful environment. It just it is because even though we're not curing cancer, it's like the sun's going like daylight. (laughs) Like there's all these union rules. Like the crew has to break at a certain time. If they don't, then we go into grace and if you go over mm, grace yeah. there's penalties and and so that messes with budget and so you got to get done by a certain time because the producers have budgeted out this many days and so if you don't get done in time if you get behind and that means going over budget and that means putting more stress you know what i'm saying so it's just regardless of filming in a bubble or and filming in 22 episodes in three weeks filming is just, it can be stressful so it's really about how you go about it but at the same time, it was it's like camp, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, I was about to say, it kind of I probably has like a camp feel to it, yeah. Oh, all day. Like, it's literally called camp quarantine, so. <laughs> um, and it's, it's like fun in a lot of ways. Like, he built, I don't know if you saw the videos, but I'm sure you have, like, where he he built, like, housing. And yeah. the, the, but the but the buildings look like barracks, like a camp. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's yep, yep. But like, you know, it was like Fort McPherson was a military base. So he kind of like kept that thing alive. So, um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
too. Well, look, we appreciate you guys going to camp because listen, I cannot wait for the season three after seeing this trailer. But look, before I switch, before I pivot though from this, from the uh, go, talking about season three real here, real quick, another stressor for Danny is Zach. Is Zach getting it together? Is she gonna help him? She's like his counsel. <sighs> oh my Uh-oh. gosh, that's how that's how I wasn't good. I mean. Well, you know, this whole Zach Patina situation, Danny is like really frustrated by it because, you know, she has a lot of feelings for Zach. Once upon a time, they were romantic. Now it's just like, yeah, this is the farthest it'll ever go. Um, Now it's like, that's, he's family, but he's like that idiot brother. And um, (laughs) he is, because you really just want him to get it together. Yeah, And so that thing with Fatima... You're like, okay, he's moved on, right? Great, you moved on. That's all right, fine. Now you and Karen can leave it alone. But then him and Karen do what they do again, which Danny thought they were going to do that. She predicted that, but she there was a moment in season two where she's like, shit, I'm really going to lose my money. Excuse my French. I don't know if you use your bleepies or not, but like, she's like, I'm going to lose my money. And then she's like, I'm not going to lose my money, but it's it kind of, it was like a bittersweet victory because yeah. you know Fatima's this new person in our lives. She's chill, like you know, like we like her. Andy says she's a lot of guys. Like we're gonna be hanging out with her, but now it's messy because of you. <laughs> it's messy because of you, and it's Zach. So Zach is still Zach. Yeah, I, I just love the moments between them though because you know Danny is going to read him like all the way like he's not leaving that room until she's already read him for everything he's worth and it's like okay now you can leave. So, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was like I can't I just cannot wait for the scenes because I know she's going to lay it all out and it's going to be like <laughs> now you can leave. Yes, now you may die. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's definitely going to be Yeah, that's what she's going to do. Man. Like in the grocery store, perfect example of not knowing. Yes. Talk, yep. But, yep. but I, I, I stand by that being like, I think Danny could have done it better. Like obviously me as Mignon, but like Danny made a point. She was like, if we don't do this right now, the truth will never come out. And from like, from the look on this woman's face, she kind of deserves the truth. And we as the audience know that, yeah, like they've been talking a lot of relationship stuff. Right. And now he's trying to play the whole we, we we haven't defined anything type of thing and it's like man ain't that a <laughs> trifling do thing to do like yes i love how stuff. danny was just like nope bring it back bring it back wait what uh-uh. like she was calling yeah. out everything that was there and then but here though here goes sabrina sabrina though she's like well hi hi zach i love it i'm telling you that whole scene was just <laughs> funny to me i just love it <laughs> She's just telling him the highs. We got Danny trying to point out, like, hey, y'all need to pay attention. There's things going on here. Right. right. But yeah, it's, it's you. It's, I'm tell, you guys do a fantastic job because it's so funny to watch. And there's so many you. cool personalities in one room. <laughs> all right. So, look, I'm about to switch it up because, look, you not okay. only are getting your acting on here, you behind the camera as well. So, tell me about, okay, the short film, yeah. a little bit, 42 seconds. 2018 i need to go find yeah. this and check this out but tell us about how it was yeah, starring in it writing it directing it how was all that you know i, was, I guess i was a little baby tally perry i never thought of it that way um i yeah i went to film school and um like i, I kind of you know touched on my journey right uh part of the reason why i went to film school and not like theater is because i said you know what 
I can always take acting classes. Like this is what I was saying inside of myself, but I'm learning how to make content and then I can put myself in my own stuff and nobody got to give me nothing. I'll just do it myself, darn it. And um, I, so I made, I just remember um, I lived in LA and I was one of the few, even though there are tons of people who take LA's Metro, there's still so many more people in LA who do not that there are people who don't even know where the Metro stops are. But I was taking Metro because I worked as an American Vista and part of working as a miracle Vista is being paid at the poverty level for your area so that you understand the people you're serving, which is really powerful, but very stressful. So, um, I was doing that and I was taking the Metro and I just remember one day I've struggled with migraines since I was a kid and they last for like three days at a time. And it's like kind of unrelenting unless I give myself a dangerous amount of over-the-counter drugs. And, um, I remember getting on the train one day and it was typically hard to find a seat, but this one man had a seat next to him and I sat next to him and I wasn't particularly attracted to him. I generally wasn't. Um, but I just remember his energy and his presence feeling very healing. It was like, that's why I kind of stressed that it wasn't about attraction. His energy just felt very peaceful, very healing. And I'm, I'm a Christian woman. There's a, there's a verse that says some of us have entertained angels unaware and there's Hmm. just this part of me sometimes that feels like man like is this one of those cases where his like he didn't say a word all he did was like kind of give me this look oh I have a seat next to me turned pivoted his body so I could sit down I remember just sitting there and just feeling this peaceful energy and it could have been the fact that he was kind enough to open the seat because let me tell you something on the train typically people don't want anyone sitting next to them so most oh. people try to like hide the fact that there's a seat next to them <laughs> they try to make it you know like and I, I freely admit I was one of those people like don't come next to me don't come next to me don't come like I was definitely <laughs> one of those people so for him to be the opposite of that it could have just been that energy I don't know but anyway that kind of that event inspired 42 seconds and 42 seconds is a very heightened um version of that experience and so I just was like I'm gonna make this happen seed and spark I heard about it just kind of on the festival circuit um and I grew up in a time where indie film was just really doing this thing and so I'm, I'm kind of an indie girl at heart and so seed and spark kind of helped not kind of it does help it gives indie filmmakers a platform to get their content out there so they can crowdfund. And um, so I came across Steven Spark to crowdfund my, my short film. And Atlanta uh, at the time, I don't know if it still is, I hope it is, was a very tribal community for independent filmmakers. Um, it wasn't, it's not like LA. LA is very much so studio system, big budget. There are people still doing indie things out there, but it's not. It, there's not nearly as much of a tribal sense of community as there is, at, right. especially at that time in Atlanta. And so I was like, I can find some people to help me, pr- you know, get this made. And I'm going to pay people, especially the above the line crew. Well, yeah, the above the line people as much as I can. Um, people who are below the line, you know, I'm going to feed them really well. I'm going to take care of them. They're going to be put on their resume. They're going to get IMDb credits, so on and so forth. And so 
that's what I did. Wrote through. I even catered it, you know. <laughs> what? What? Um, yeah, I was depending on my mom to help me, but I don't know what happened. I think she forgot. <laughs> and so the night before, she comes back late, and you know how some black mamas just can't be wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. You ain't fighting with a black mama, yeah. Oh, you're not, it's, and they will literally say, you're not going to make me feel bad. Like, it's yes, like, yes. You guys just hang it up. Yeah, you're not winning. Film, yeah, I just was in there making the, ve- the vegetarian chili and the, bro- I was just doing the cooking myself the night before. I was like, damn, uh, I needed your mom. But um, she came through the next day, though. She came through. Hey, the next there you day. go. She came through. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. You just got to get scrappy. If you had a dream, you kind of won't let anything get in the way. So that's yeah, what, I that's that, what 42 yep. seconds was. Listen, are you going to do it again? This is what I really brought this up for. As I go find and check this out, I want to know if you're ready to do it again. That's what I want to know. I, you know, I am, I've been working on, there's been one feature I've been working on since college, but mm-hmm. I will admit that has kind of taken a back burner. Um, and there's another feature I'm working. There's a couple of features. There's things swirling around my head. And it's like, okay, I just have to focus on one. So there is one that I'm really focused on. And there, I think it will be great for, you know, certain production companies. So the short answer, yes. The long answer is I'm really trying to get it done within, because it's a feature, um, you know, have it out to the people within the next two years. It's what I would really, really like. I'm going to be, I'm be excited. Yeah. I can't wait to check it out. That's cool. I love, especially black women taking on doing those triple, triple threat, getting everything done. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I don't think I know how else to do it. <laughs> hey, that's what we're talking about. We got to have more of it. Cause we know if we stop, it's going to be less and they just going to wait a couple more years for they recognize it again. Yeah. Like kind of like with the nineties black spring. Yep. We have all this content on TV and I guess, I don't know what happened. I would love for someone who was in it to tell us what happened. I would too. Yes, please do. What happened? I think we got, I wonder if we got comfortable. I wonder if we thought people were just going to keep, you know, giving us stuff. But I don't know. Yeah. So you're right. We got to keep yeah. doing it. Well, I hope so. Well, Mignon, this has been fantastic. You took us to school. You told us how we're going to make a film, <laughs> how we're going to get them acting auditions. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And you guys, remember, season three, Sisters is out. By the time you listen to this, the actual premiere date is June 9th on BET, so you guys better go check it out. You can also catch up on seasons one and two. Yep, 9 p.m. Seasons one and two, check that out as well if you need to get caught up. And yeah, so you guys stay safe, and I will talk to you later. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.